who do you turn to for advice? Sometimes your best friend's brother's cousin's aunt just isn't good enough. What then? Ask Sarah. In the same tradition of Dear Abby, Sarah is a gently blunt, practical, and wise advisor who brings with her a wealth of personal and professional knowledge coupled with gentle humor. Sarah offers inspiration and advice to help you live more fully and powerfully in your own life. Tune in every day to connect with the information and ideas you need to hear. Get, get, zinked. Well, hello and welcome to another segment of Sarah Says Daily Brief. Today I'm going to be talking about how to work with people you don't like. And I have to tell you, in the past 12 years of being a corporate trainer and working with folks on communication and behavior, I've recognized something pretty significant that I don't think it's addressed often enough. I've always found it fascinating that men can work with pretty much anyone up to and including the devil. But if women don't like each other, if they don't like the person that they're working with, it seems that being productive is often impossible. There's a a locking up of the ability to communicate, the ability to focus, the ability to be productive, and it becomes quite personal. And I've always wondered what makes this happen. And so I began to research the differences in behavior and communication between men and women. And before I get too far into this, please don't call or email and tell me, well, there's always exceptions. Well, that's a no-brainer. But I don't speak to exceptions. I recognize that they're out there. But don't make the mistake of assuming that you are the exception because I think there are fewer exceptions than there are the general folks who fall into these categories. So once I began researching the different communication styles that men and women have, I realized really the core of what I believe the problem here is. The challenge for women is that we communicate to connect with other people. There's a lot of research done by Dr. Deborah Tannen and others that goes into the gender differences in communication. And I think that when a woman does not like the person with whom she's working or or person who has a feminine communication style, the fact that you may um, be a man doesn't mean that you necessarily have a masculine communication style. I'm a woman and I have a masculine communication style. And some men communicate with a feminine style. So if your communication style happens to be that of uh, a woman or the feminine style or you're a man and you have a feminine form of communication or vice versa, you're communicating to connect with other people. Men, typically, the masculine style communicates for status. So let's talk a little bit more about this feminine communication style. When a woman doesn't like the person she's working with, making this connection seems virtually impossible. I also want to go back to some of the socialization that women experience We are socialized to be nice, to play nice, to play well with others, to share more often than men ever are. And that um, while it's not possible for us to connect with or like or admire uh, the people that we work with, there's another thing that I find pretty uh, ironic that is spoken of often. And I want to dispel what I consider to be a pretty big myth I've seen it said so often that respect must be earned, and I'm going to call bullshit on that, and I'll tell you why. It's subjective. When we engage with people, we decide pretty quickly whether or not we like that other person. And I think that our value judgments are so subjective that we, at some point in time, think that our decision to like or not like someone is actually correct. 
And I think there's a pretty big piece here that we have to get over ourselves because the fact that you may not like someone does not mean that they're not worthy of respect. You just don't like them. And I think that we can judge behavior and communication and we can say, well, I don't respect the way that they do things. Again, respect is a very subjective thing. And I want you to consider that whether or not you respect someone, you treat them respectfully and that you may not admire them. I think admiration is indeed earned. There are few people that I truly admire, but I try to treat everyone respectfully. So the first thing I want to say to you, it's the first hint now that I've explained to you how this happens and how women tend to want to communicate for connection and that we think that we have to be likable and that we have to like everyone. We're going against the grain. So you're focusing on the wrong thing. Your focus when you're working with someone you don't like is all internal. It's all about how you feel. Now, don't get me wrong. I've worked with people who literally just hearing them breathe makes me want to grip my teeth. The behavior is like nails on chalkboard. But I am expected by my peers to perform certain tasks at work, and nobody really cares whether or not you like someone else. And I think in order to move forward personally and professionally, we have to get over this notion that we have to like people. I will tell you I've seen it happen over and over, again, personally or professionally, where two people, and particularly women, we meet one another, and you may not like me or I may not like you. The important thing is not whether or not we like each other, folks. The important thing is what happens next. What happens next? The first thing I think happens when we run into someone we don't like is we've been so socialized as women to like one another that I don't like you. So that means there's either something wrong with you or there's something wrong with me. Now, which one of those two do you think I'm going to jump on? I'm certainly not going to say that there's anything wrong with me, so... I must crush you, I must villainize you, I must attack you, criticize you, and discover everything that's wrong with you. And so when I talk about the four strategies today, there are four distinct strategies that I think can be employed to give you the power that you need to work with people that you don't like. And this can be on committees, this can be in your place of worship, this can be in the workplace, it doesn't really matter. It could be a family member, which I think These tactics are pretty hard to employ with a family member because the dynamics are just so attached to our lizard brain. But let's talk about, in every case, probably, but home and family. The first thing is, is you have to recognize that your value judgments are subjective. So you've got to get over yourself pretty quickly. As I said earlier, the fact that you don't like someone or you've been taught that you have to respect people and that they have to earn it is bullshit. And so you've got to step away from your own value judgments. In the working environment, whether you like someone or not isn't what you're measured by. You're measured by performance. And so you've got to recognize that your value judgments are subjective. And so the second thing is I, I, I hate, loathe, detest, despise, um, really, 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 do not like the conversations about you have to learn to like someone because my immediate response is really that to me is that you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're focusing on your feelings, which in many cases have such a myriad of causes. We can't even figure out why we feel a certain way. I'm not talking about your instinct or intuition. If someone's slimy, 
you really need to watch their behavior. But stop spending time trying to like people. You've got to begin to focus on the work. So the first thing, the first little hint here is you've got to get over your subjective judgments. But the second thing is, is stop trying to focus on liking people. You've got to focus on yourself. You, the only two damn things in the world you can control is you can begin to exercise control over your own thoughts and you can begin to exercise control over your own behavior, which are your responses, actions, the, um, the way that you're communicating. So I want you to focus on the work. Uh, you can choose who you associate with on a personal level, but you, in many cases, cannot choose the folks with whom you work and the folks with whom you serve on committees. Even in recreational circumstances, you may be in a, uh, a group that uh, is engaged in sports or skiing or biking or uh, swimming or boating, and you can't always choose who's a part of that. But you still can focus on the fact that you – don't have to feel a certain way about these folks. You focus on the um, behavior that you exhibit. So the first thing is get over your value, your subjective value judgments. The second thing is stop spending so much energy trying to like people. Whoever teaches that is just got to, I just think they're, they go down a rabbit hole with that one. The third thing is though, and it's important, you have to retrain your brain to think differently about this person. You need to find something to like. And because as women, we're so socialized to connect, once you've decided that you don't like someone, you're going to notice everything about that person that you don't like, from the way their hair is done, to the way they breathe, to the way they chew, to the way they write. I mean, it is such a jet rocket ride to hell that we buy the ticket and jump on it and think we don't have any other choices. Now, I'm not talking, again, about forcing yourself to like someone. Frankly, I don't care how you feel about the other person. In the workplace, you have a job to do and they have a job to do. And you are measured, your performance is measured on your ability to get that job done. But what I'm talking about is exerting control and power over your own damn self. Exercising the self-discipline, the emotional healthiness that you began to be able to discipline yourself to deal professionally and personably, regardless of how you feel about them. So in the process of retraining your brain, I want you to get away from all the things that you don't like and figure out some things about that person that they do well, that they do acceptably, that why do other people like them and you don't? What is it about them that um, you can find something that is measurable or even something subjective that you like. So that's the third thing. The first thing, again, I'm going to keep saying this because I want to drill it into your brain. The first thing is get over yourself. Your, your value judgments are subjective. You may not like someone and you may not feel as if you respect them, but respect is not earned. Respect is given because of who you are, not because of who they are. Admiration is earned. The second thing is, is stop spending your effort and energy trying to like people. This isn't about a popularity contest, although I recognize there are politics involved. But again, this is about you being able to discipline yourself to work with other people. The third thing is find something that you like. Find something that you can appreciate about that other person. And the fourth thing, which I think is really the most important and the meat of, of the issue is you need to focus on the project. When you have to work with other people, your value judgments, while important, 
are not the yardstick by which you're going to be measured. You're going to be measured by your output, by your measurable outcomes. And these outcomes need to be the yardstick by which you measure the success of your working relationship with other people. Particularly when two women don't like each other, I have seen it happen, and I have trained across the country, and I have been called in to help different departments with this issue. It becomes a tug of war or a battle of power or my personal favorite, the principle of the thing. Because I can tell you don't fall into that trap. It's rarely about the principle of the thing. When people don't like one another, it's about ego. It's about esteem. It's about recognition. It is about power and control, but it's not power and control over themselves. It's power and control over another person. Don't fall into this trap. You have to find common ground and agree on tasks and deadlines because then everyone loses. When you get into a pissing contest with somebody, I can guarantee you nobody wins. <coughs> Excuse me. I want to go back to one thing. It is so critically important for you to develop over time the ability to understand yourself and your emotional uh, intelligence, your level of emotional intelligence, and your ability to communicate with others. I have seen people who have a relatively high degree of emotional intelligence who suck at communicating. And when they don't like someone, they're still using language that can escalate a situation. Nuances of tone, body language, words, words mean things, folks. And I think that even though you may have a relative control over how you're feeling, you still are not controlling how you're communicating or behaving towards other people. It all goes hand in hand. And I want to encourage you to begin to do some uh, in, uh, thoughtful introspection today. Think about the people with whom you work that you don't like or you don't get along or you shy away from. And I want you to think about these four tasks today. The first one being your value judgments are subjective. Get over yourself. Second thing is stop focusing on liking the person and focus on working with the person. The third thing is find something about them that you do like, that you can appreciate, that they can do well, measurably well, or something that you uh, like about that person. And then the fourth thing is you've got to focus on the projects that are assigned to you, not the person. So I want you to just take away these four strategies with you today. And as you go out there uh, to work uh, as part of today's daily brief, I want to leave you just with one thought. I want you to remember that it's your job to succeed. It is not the other person's job to make you successful. You surround yourself with the people who support the work that you do in many cases, which you can choose, but in many cases you can't. And so your success lies within your control, your ability to control yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, your responses to those feelings, the behaviors that you choose to engage in, the way that you choose to communicate. There is so much that is within your control. Do not abscond that. Do not give that away to other people. When you're placed in a situation, as I have been on more occasions than I care to think about and am currently in one or two of those myself, I can tell you the amount of, of focus and energy on your own self to make this work is, is, is enough for you to deal with that rather than trying to fall down these rabbit holes that I think we get led on many cases. So again, I want to remind you, it's important to be able personally and professionally to deal with people that you don't like because it is about your ability to control and master your own self. 
Well, that's today's thought. You have been zinked. I want to thank everybody who's been writing in, going to Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Zinc, Z-I-N-K, dot com, and clicking on the Contact Us button. You guys have given me weeks and weeks of ideas, of uh, thoughts, things to talk about, questions that you've asked, and I would love to have more. This one was uh, one that was sent in by Sharon, and we appreciate her sending that in to us. And every uh, four days a week, anyway, You'll find me here helping you with the struggles that you may have and giving you the information that you need to live the best life possible. And until we get together again, my dear friends, you have been zinked. Listen up!